You're listening to the Resilient Isles Podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jay. So Jay, have you heard about this new thing that's taken off on the internet? Um, I think it's called Tedder. I don't think it's going to last, but you know, have you heard about it? You mean Twatter? Yeah, that's it. Twatter. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've heard. I think I've heard some like celebrities or something is on Twatter. Twatter. Yeah, Titter. I hardly know her. I, I know. I just it's Tatter. But what, what's I just don't. Uh, what is it? Peter oh, Tatter. Something. Peter? I think there's like a bird. I don't know. There's yeah. It's like a Angry Birds. No, that's not it. No, oh, no, it's not Angry Birds. Um, but anyway, apparently, like, you're supposed to use your phone with it and, like, do at symbols and you can connect to people. I don't know. It sounds, it doesn't sound like it's going to last. No, I don't think so. It also has, like, I think you only could do, like, 140 characters. Yeah, 140 characters. That's so 2005. I know. Seriously? So why are you telling me this? Well, I signed us up for an account. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, I did. Oh, we just made a deal with the diva. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Austin Powers. <laughs> so, yes, we have a Twatter account. Oh, no. I promised myself I would never get one. <sighs> oh, you broke that promise. <laughs> or I broke that promise for you. <laughs> so if any of you listeners have a Twatter account, Feel free to twat us. <laughs> at tit us. <laughs> tit us. Titter. <laughs> twat us. Yeah. I like twat. It's fun. It's a fun word. They don't. We don't use it enough in the U.S., I, I have to say. But anyway, I'm getting off track here. So if you have a Twatter account, feel free to <laughs> connect with us. You know, you can follow us at the R&I podcast. So it's basically the Randy podcast. Yeah, the Randy podcast. We're we're also going to be putting it up on our blog spot. So if you have any issues connecting, um, it'll be up there as well. Right. So we're gonna connect with you guys. Yes. We decide to join, you know, 2012, and maybe catch up on the technology here. See what we've got going on. <laughs> basically, the end of the world is going to be caused because. Me and Amanda finally broke down and signed up for an account. <laughs> I don't want to be the cause of the end of the world. Because I was like, I would never have a, never have a twatter, and now we do. <laughs> <laughs> so we broke down. You can communicate with us without having to email. It'll be easier way. So I mean, you can still email us, of course. We're still gonna take your emails and. Absolutely, yeah. And also your twats. Your twats. <laughs> yep. This episode, we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 3, Sympathy for the Devil. So it starts off with the skateboarder. He's doing all these tricks and all this stuff. And a black car pulls up. And then he stops. And he goes to the black car. And then the door opens. And then that's it. And then it just cuts to Jane and Angela at a boutique or something. Mm, yes. Jane is trying out in this horrible floral dress. So oh, bad. it's horrifying. <laughs> she even comes out like with this look like seriously really well her mom goes oh that's so cute she's like for a farmer's wife <laughs> and it, the funny thing is I've been through situations before where you try on something and you come out and you're like mm-mm <laughs> before you even look in the mirror you know it's not gonna work 
So Andrew's like, try this, try this dress. She's like, every girl needs an LBD. And then Jane's like, not me. I got vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I was like, good that you're getting vaccinated because after you did that thing with that dude that we should not, that should not be named, it looks like an STD walking. Good to know that you got <laughs> vaccinated or for something. So she comes out. And she looks great. It's the great choice for the oh, dress. Oh, I, I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. She looks so hot in that dress. And she even looks at herself like, damn, I look good. <laughs> you see, that's you see, that's that's a good dress that fits her body. Like, not. I'm not going to start with the whole wet dress debate. Oh, whatever. Again. Whatever. Just saying. You had to bring it up. Let's move on. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so she buys the dress. And they said it would be perfect for her closet. <laughs> well, she tells her mom to go ahead and buy the dress, yeah, and that it'll look, fa- look fabulous in her closet. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think she could wear that to work. No. she's So she's changing back into her street clothes, and the phone of death rings. Angela walks in right as she's changing, and she, she literally squeals <laughs> at her mom. Which is like, I'm changing! <laughs> I was cracking up. And Andrew's like, oh, like I haven't seen that before. I know. <laughs> Which is so funny. It's so, it just reminds me of so many times where I'm like getting caught and I'm like, oh, mom. She's like, oh, yeah, I changed your diapers. Seriously. <laughs> so Frost calls Jane to a crime scene and uh, they go to the crime scene. And it's Jane and Mara and they're walking in with their shades, being all cool. <laughs> <laughs> like badass motherfuckers, they're just like, yeah. Like <laughs> they need to do like a slow mo runway walk down that alley. <laughs> yeah, we're like, we're gonna, you know, do a crime scene with a body. Like I was like, really with the shades? Come on. While this is going on, and they take off all their shades and cool look, Donnie is talking to the journalist, and Jane is talking about Donnie and saying all this stuff, and then. Mara's like, well, he does have a lot of uh, pulp. (laughs) (laughs) And Jane's like, juice, Mara. I think you mean juice. (laughs) Yeah, and then she's like, well, you need to stop, or you're going to be sipping that juice out of a sippy cup. (laughs) (laughs) The skateboarder is 15 years old, because he's dead, if you didn't know. I mean, he he was in the first scene, so he was pretty much dead. Mm. And Jane says she's never having kids. I hope to God. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) It's true. That line, I was like, that right there, no pregnancy, no pregnancy storyline like you predicted. No, no. Because yes. when people says, I'm never getting married or, or never having kids on a TV show, a couple seasons later, they do. No, nope. Do I have to, do I have to say examples here? No. <laughs> you know I'm telling the truth. I don't care if you're telling the truth. I still say no. There will not be a pregnancy storyline. Come hell or high water, I will, I will make damn sure of that. All right, well, moving on, it's Donnie walks in, and Jane's like, don't touch anything in my crime scene. (laughs) And Mara is like, yeah, you'll contaminate the scene. (laughs) She fully backs her up. (laughs) Yeah, she's trying to, like, she's trying to be the mediator. She's just, like, you know, (laughs) don't want to get in between her Jane to get fired, because, you know, she already had two strikes in the last episode. So we go to the morgue. And they display the body to the victim's mother, which was pretty sad. 
Yeah, that was super sad. I felt bad. Well, and they propped him up like he was sleeping. I was like, oh, that's so creepy. This whole episode is creepy. It gets creepier. So next they go and interrogate the mother, and we find out that the mother and father has been divorced since the kid was really young, and they're fighting for custody, and she blames the skateboarders in the devil. <laughs> you are not saying it like that. <laughs> hey, hey, if I have to say Donnie instead of Grant, I will say... <laughs> no, you, don't, you don't have to say Donnie. I say Donnie. You can say, you can call him whatever you want. No, because it'll be confusing. People like, is Donnie, is Grant, or what's going on? They should know that Donnie Wahlberg plays the character Grant. We're not going to have an argument in the middle of this. We are. Because... <laughs> Fine, whatever, call him the devil. So the <laughs> devil apparently got into her boy, and Jane is all like, what the fuck? Yeah. So... But she puts on that mask of empathy that she does so well. I, have, I give her props. She always is very sympathetic towards the victims and their families. So So she says they would do everything in their power to find out who killed you know, her son. So we head uh, to Jane's desk and they're talking about, you know, different games mm-hmm. and like uh, any people who worship the diva and <laughs> all that wow. stuff. Dude, are you going to explain why you keep calling it that? Okay, because Dr. Evil, you know, on Austin Powers, they call it Dr. Evil. So, <laughs> just to figure, evil. Yeah, baby. Okay, I'm going to stop. Okay. You are such a freak. Hey, if we have to do recap episodes. Did um... I call it a recap episode? I didn't. So, <laughs> you totally brought it up before I did. Because you forgot, probably. No, I thought about it, but we didn't get any responses back about <laughs> whether or not to keep calling it a recap episode. So I'm going to take that as a passive-aggressive no. <laughs> Go ahead. Jane asks, how much do you know about Cape Verdeans? <laughs> and Frost goes, you mean because I'm black? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yes, because gangbangers are normally suspicious of white female cops. <laughs> right. Now we get to continue to the cafe, and it's, uh, Corsac is there, because they were trying to find, Jane was trying to find Corsac. So, he's there, basically, because he's, like, crushing on the lady at the cafe. Oh, yeah. He's trying to get his back on. And, and so he's working on another case. Oh, no, Jane's just trying to, just, trying to get information out of him, because apparently he's got some contact in the juvenile apartment of whatever, to find out what's really going on between... Um, the custody battle between the dad and the mom. So, Corsac still kind of eyeballing the the waitress. Corsac's like, yeah, not as if I don't have enough on my plate because he's getting ready for a case and he's doing all this other stuff. And she's like, she goes all Ninja Turtles on him and is like, switch decaf, Corsac. <laughs> <laughs> so then we head to the morgue and it's uh, Jane and Mara. And it's a really funny scene because they're going back and forth, back and forth on the cause of death. Oh, I know. I love this scene. <laughs> Because <laughs> Mora's like possible indications of toxins or asphyxia, so Jane's like he was suffocated. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> and Jane's like he was poisoned. No, no. I didn't say that. <laughs> it came to the point where she's like, I got it. So there was burning pillows, and he was drinking candle wax. Is that the cause of death? And Jane and Mara's like, no. <laughs> She's like, geez, woman, just tell me what it is. <laughs> then they started talking about 
they're still going on. They're still trying to figure this out. Yeah, so in between trying to figure out what the cause of death was, Mara very clearly is like, do you think Lieutenant Grant is sexy? <laughs> Jane's like, do you like him? No, he's not my type. <laughs> yeah, because this is how she acts. She's like, do you think Grant is sexy in a male kind of way? And I was like, what other way could it be? Sexy in a male kind of way. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he is male. Like, <laughs> Did she say that? I don't remember that. Yeah, she's like, do you think Grant is sexy in a male kind of way? <laughs> I was like, what? It's pretty obvious that he's male. I'm like, if you ask someone if you're attracted to someone, you don't have to say what their sex is. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's weird. And even Jane, like, afterwards, she's like, gets a little jealous because she's like, uh-uh, Grant's my man. What are you talking about? <laughs> well... Because, Mar- see, Mark, this whole episode, Mara is trying to call Jane out on her attraction to Grant. Because Jane won't admit it, even though that's exactly the case, you know? Right. And, then, and Jane's excuse is that Grant is a, pr- a brass kisser. And that he call her, he called her roly-poly Rizzoli eats cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mara's like, oh, you were, you were overweight? <laughs> Jane, Jane goes, no, I was athletic. Okay, maybe it was a little. <laughs> she's like, okay, maybe it was a little chubby. <laughs> she's like, what do they call you? And she's like, Mara the Bora. She's like, boring, boring didn't rhyme with Mara. <laughs> and then she even asks Jane, she's like, so do you think maybe I was boring? And Jane doesn't even answer. <laughs> so anyway, Jane asks Mara to take a guess at what the cause of death could be, even though she knows it's going to cause her to break out in hives. <laughs> So Mara's like, well, the whatever is common with exorcisms. And Jane goes, so he was killed by an exorcism. And Mara responds, I didn't say that. <laughs> I love it. It was so funny. She's like, I didn't say that. And Jane's like, oh, gosh. I would, I would get annoyed, too. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so they head to the brick and... They were looking for places, they were looking for the church. And they had this whole debate about, can you have a holy place in, like, a commercial building? And they started talking about religion, and Mars like, don't assume, and the Catholic church, and we find out that the priest is an ex-con. They're talking about how Matthias died. Matthias is the name of the boy that was a skateboarder. His gang name was Ollie. Um, but anyway, so Jane is thinking out loud that he died during the exorcism and that the priest dumped the body. And Mara goes, excuse me, this is an awful lot of speculation. And Jane responds with, it's a theory. That's different. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was like, oh, God, Jane. Yeah, she's just cutting, cutting, splitting hairs there. (laughs) So we head to the church, and that's when they start interviewing Father uh, Kaku or Cuckoo. It's Koku, but Jane, keep, Jane keeps calling him Cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Koku. And then Mara and the mother start speaking in, like, another language. <laughs> I know, I love this. Mara says exorcism is... <laughs> yeah, Mara starts speaking in a different language, and she goes, exorcisms are very powerful. Jane was like, is that what you said to her? <laughs> and Mara's like, no. Is that, what you, is that what she said to you? No. <laughs> and she's like, Mara... <laughs> <laughs> so then she tells her what it was like, you know, may God 
be with your son and she's you know may god be with you back and forth type thing <laughs> but jane <laughs> more just wouldn't tell jane what she said flat out uh it's so typical like more this whole episode was saying things or doing stuff and jane was just so annoyed she would be like no i didn't really no <laughs> like like find the cause of death or speaking a different language <laughs> poor poor jane she was getting really annoyed <laughs> with Mara. she was getting frustrated so but the scene ends very ominously with the, the priest being, you know, talking about evil. And Jane's like, I can handle evil. And he's like, not this kind. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. So, so then we see Jane and Mara, they're walking to their cars. And uh, this is a really good scene. So they have like this whole, it's basically like a history lesson. <laughs> and Mara's, you know, being the Wikipedia she is, she starts talking about it. And Jane's like, oh, yeah, I already know. Like, she's, she's like, she, she says, I can Google, too. Yes. It was Google versus Wikipedia. <laughs> and, like, Mar's like, I'm impressed. Okay, you, you, did, you did your homework. And then Mar's like, well, well, did you know that the rose they call is a boo-boo? Like, Mar is the type of person, like, if you outsmart her, she's like, well, then... I'm really smarter than you because I know this part. I bet you don't know that. (laughs) She kept trying to one-up Jane. Yeah. And Jane's like, I know. (laughs) And then she starts snickering. She's like, (laughs) boo-boo. Really, you know it's a boo-boo? And then, yeah, so Jane starts laughing, and Mars like, laughing with her. And in the middle, she's like, that's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's so... They start to leave, and then Mars like, I'll get you a (laughs) boo-boo. Then we go to the father's house of the victim, okay. and he's with his wife. And this is all plot, 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 talking about the custody battle and all, and back and forth about how they weren't going to have kids because he had a son, and yeah. Right. Well, not anymore, because his son is dead. Mm-hmm. And they put the kids on hold because of the case, and it's all about finding custody. Okay. So <laughs> that's basically what it's about. So we move on to the cafe, and it's Corsac and Jane again. Still perving on the waitress. And apparently he's there because he's undercover because there's still some, the money is being stolen and it's like a whole $26 or something. Yeah. And Jane's like, what? Is she in the the waitress protection program? <laughs> I was like, nice play on words there. Right. So Jane starts, you know, teasing Corsac about his, you know, the crush, his little crush with the, the waitress. And then Corsac comes back like, yeah, about Grant. <laughs> <laughs> and Jane's like, shut up. <laughs> it was cute. And the waitress comes over with cookies, and I guess it was like her mother's recipe. And Corsat goes, well, I wouldn't want to insult your mother. <laughs> and Jane's like, I will insult your mother if it keeps my ass smaller. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was a funny scene. So then we head to uh, Jane's desk, and it's Frost and Jane, and they're talking about how nasty the case is. So Frost leaves and enters Angela, and she brings the dress, the, the, the LBD, <laughs> for the family dinner that they're having that night. And she's complaining how the new officer down there <laughs> didn't know her and wouldn't let her up. <laughs> right. Which Jane's like, I'll fix that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'll call him, I'll fix it. And so Mars there, which by the way, they they since Angela bought the dress, I might say, Mars dress... Was pretty nice. I I have to say I was kind of jealous. I was like, man, that's really a cute dress. I wish I had that one. But I bet you it's probably like a thousand dollars or something. 
So Mara's looking at Jane's dress, and she's loving it, and, and Angela's describing it, and Jane's, like, all embarrassed. She's, like, turning red. She's like, oh, can you stop? Okay. Like, she's really... Well, she brought the dress because they're supposed to be having dinner with, I think, I'm guessing it's, like, the neighbors or something. So Jay's like, okay, that's great, that's great, and, like, zips up the dress and, like, <laughs> Yeah, and she, she shoes, she tries to shoo Angela out, and Angela's like, well, I brought you lunch because you always forget to eat. Oh, <laughs> no, that was so cute. Yeah, that was adorable. Was and she even cut the crust off. Did you see that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she cut it in little triangles. Oh, that's the only way to eat a sandwich, though. If you cut, if you... Somebody makes my sandwich and it's not cut in triangles. I will refuse to eat it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> not that serious. <laughs> that serious? Because if you cut it in a rectangle, no, it just doesn't taste the same. It's this. <laughs> Mustard does not taste the same as a square as it does as a triangle. It does. It doesn't. Anyway, so apparently <laughs> it's a it's a peanut butter and marshmallow sandwich. So <laughs> Mara like, what is this white stuff? What or no, she says, what is the that white substance? <laughs> and Jane's like, it's fluff. <laughs> and she looks absolutely bewildered and she's like, white down particles of cotton? <laughs> <laughs> and Jane's face is just like, what the fuck? It's marshmallow. And the brown substance is called peanut butter. <laughs> she's like, you didn't get that in your fancy dancy boarding school? <laughs> Mars like, mmm, yummy, this is great. It was really, it was the first scene that they share their food. It oh, was, it is, yeah, it is, isn't it? You know, and Mars like, oh, can I have some? And, and Jane, it was so cute. It was so cute. So they walk into the brick, and it's Frost there, and and they're talking about the skateboarders' gangs, and apparently they think it's you know people that are passing along drugs, and so. That's when I started talking about gangster names. <laughs> yeah. She comments how the origin of gangster nicknames are is quite fascinating. <laughs> yeah, Mara. <laughs> oh, so, man. Jane's like, yo, Dr. Death. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Lowe needs a cause of death, not a seminar. Or on gangster names. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then Frost had this look like, what? It's so they go and they find one of the guys, I think his name was Cruncha. And so Jane's like, all right, so we need to go and find Cruncha. Yo. <laughs> I love it. She does a little, like, gangsta, like, side. I love like, it when Jane tries to talk gangster. <laughs> it's awesome. You know, she did it to Frost in the, what was it, season two? And she's like, she dumped yo ass. Oh, man, that's still probably, like, my favorite Jane, like, line of all time so far. Yeah. <laughs> so we head to the skate park, and it's Jane and Frost, and they find Cruncha, and they're interviewing him. And apparently he was being, you know, an ass. And so Frost, like, comes and, like, tackles him. Because his excuse what? was like, I haven't been to the gym today, so. Do you mind, Jane? She's like, go for it. <laughs> so he slams him onto the hood of the car, and I'm like, Whoa, Detective Frost and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> right. The basically, Crunch is saying he's blaming the church about the death of his friend. And that the dude, the, uh, the the victim, was he wasn't, he was a good kid. He didn't really do anything bad. So they let him go. And so we head to the parking deck, and it's Jane and Mara, and I'm guessing they're getting off of work. Because they're walking to their car together. And oh. I know. They're holding hands and skipping, too. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, because of course Jane will walk Mara to her car because she's being more protective. She would carry her books if Mara had any. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so they, Mara still can't find a cause of death. And she's like, oh, come on. So then Jane starts to hear something. Like, she stops Mara. She, like, grabs Mara and she, like, stops. And she hears something. And then she gives Mara, she gives Mara these keys. And I was thinking, was it her keys or Mara's keys? Or <laughs> those keys were... You were going to open the door for Mara so she could sit in the car and then close it nicely and be like, drive safe, honey. <laughs> yeah, because it had to be Mara's key. Because, why would, I don't even understand why Mara would give Jane keys anyway. But anyway, <laughs> she hands back the keys, and while she's walking to her own car, you can hear, like, she's opening the door. You can hear, like, the flick, flick, or something from her own keys. And she opens the door, and there's snakes on her, on her seat. And she's mm-hmm. like, I hate snakes. And I was expecting, you know, Samuel Jackson to walk in and be like, oh, those snakes in these motherfucking cars. <laughs> <laughs> Tied up these motherfucking snakes in my motherfucking Jane car. (laughs) (laughs) But he didn't show up like, darn it. Damn it. He missed his cameo. He missed it. (laughs) Jane Jane looks at the snakes and she's just like, I hate snakes. (laughs) Meanwhile, me me and Amanda would have been getting the fuck out of Dodge. We would have opened that door, snakes, and would have ran. Like, we would have ran from Boston to, like, California. We would have been gone. <laughs> oh. I wouldn't have been, I, I wouldn't have been that, no, if it had been spiders, I'd have been different. I'm, uh, I'm terrified of spiders. Snakes aren't so bad. My, We actually had snakes, a couple snakes, um, growing up, so they don't bother me. Well, I would have been gone. I would have <laughs> been like, ha, and then ran, ran. <laughs> they're not that scary unless they're poisonous. Which Jane says later that they're gardener snakes. They were gardener snakes. But still, I would have ran. I would have done some, like, little parkour, little moves on the walls. (laughs) (laughs) You would have Spider-Man the F out of there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would have, like, quit my job. Like, see ya. Done. (laughs) Peace, bitches. (laughs) Going out of there, I know. So, it's cut to the next scene. We're still in the parking net. And it's Jane. They're getting the snakes out. And it's Jane with Grant, and Grant's starting to worry about Jane, saying you're getting too close to case, because obviously someone's trying to, like, harm you. And Jane's like, I still want to, you know, she still wants to do the case, and she doesn't want to get off the case, and she believes that is Father, what's Keiku? Kaku? What's his name? Koku. Koku. Father Kaku. <laughs> Father Kuku. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Kuku. <laughs> and, you know, Grant believes her, so he's like, just be careful, you know, because he cares. Oh. I know. I was like, oh, look at Daddy. He's all worried about Jane. So we go to Dirty Robber, and it's Jane and Mara. And they're having, I'm guessing, lunch or... And Mara still... Is this the Dirty Robber? That looked like a restaurant, not the Dirty Robber. Like, it's the back of the Dirty Robber. Are you sure? Yeah, it's the same place. It's, like, in the back. Remember they had that birthday party? Well, it was, like, that welcome home party of Tommy and didn't show up. Mm-mm. I don't remember that. Was it a finale? They were in the back. It's the same place. It's a, because remember, like when Mars and them visit, they have boots, and in the back they had tables. Mars mom. Okay, I guess I always just thought it was a different restaurant that they go to, but whatever. They go to the same place all the time. <laughs> like they don't go to any other restaurant. <laughs> well, I mean, it just seemed like really nice tables for a bar. That's why I was like, I thought it was like a higher end restaurant. No, 
they had a dirty robber, and it's just like the back is tables, and then there's a bar, and then there's like booths or whatever. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so Mars still doesn't know the cause of death, and this is another funny scene. So, <laughs> Jane's like, okay, well, can you guess what the cause of death is? I mean, hypothetically, guess. Yeah, because Mars like, I don't guess. <laughs> <laughs> hypothetically, if you were to guess. <laughs> He's like, she's like, what would be your guess? Hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> Mars just had that look like, okay, fine. So she thinks it's murder by hex or by fear, and that the victim had a heart attack. And so Jane's like, well, my victim did not die out of fear. And so then we start to learn about Mar and Jane about their fears. And so Mar's like, well, are you afraid of anything? And Jane's like, she thinks. She's like, witches. She's like, <laughs> she's like my, I went on a field trip and I go to Salem and I had to uh, sleep with a nightlight on. And here's, here's the thing I got a problem with. I don't know if you guys remember this. In season two, they had this episode about witches and she seemed pretty freaking calm to me for someone who's afraid of witches. So either in that span of time, or either she well, mentioned she was afraid and now she grew out of it, or yeah, she I mean, lied. she had to have grown out of it. I mean, it's a little kid thing. It's like when I was a little kid, I was afraid of wolves. I'm not just just randomly, you know, you're terrified of random stuff. For some reason, I think I used to think wolves were under my bed. It's it's just so she probably thought like witches were under a bed or something. Yeah, I guess. I think she just grew out of it. Yeah, she should have said, all right, well, she should have said it, like, instead of just saying witches, she should have said, I was afraid, like, I used, or, you know, like, was, instead of just saying it, because it makes it seem like she still is. That, that, that makes sense? I won't say what I was afraid of as a kid, but I'm, I can't go No, no, you have to say, what were you afraid of? <sighs> the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> what? The vacuum cleaner? Why were you afraid of the vacuum cleaner? Because it was a, no, it was a lot of noise. <laughs> it was loud. Okay, well, that makes sense. I used to be terrified of balloons popping. I still hate balloons popping. I just stare at them, and I'm like, you're going to pop, you're going to pop. <laughs> oh, it doesn't scare me now, but I remember when I was a kid, I used to freak out when I thought a balloon was going to pop. Oh, I, I still hate it. Like, even if it's on a TV show, I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to pop. Sorry, we're going on a tangent of our fears. So we cut to Mars fear. And she was afraid of this flesh bacteria. Flesh-eating bacteria, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so gross. Like, apparently it, it goes into your, like, ear, and then it, like, eats you from the inside. Even Jane was like, okay, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> yeah, even Jane was getting freaked out. And then Mara, then she's like, terrifying, very terrifying. <laughs> yeah, like, she's still afraid of it. <laughs> I think she is. <laughs> Yeah, I think she's. I think she's still afraid. Like it would be funny if someone dressed up like that for Halloween, scare the yeah. shit out of Mara. <laughs> but how do you dress up as a flesh-eating bacteria? I don't. I don't know. You bring in a vial, label that name, and then just break it on the floor. <laughs> you just wear the shirt with the name of the thing. <laughs> just scare. Uh, well, pretty from Glee says she was gonna dress up as a peanut allergy, so I think it's possible. That girl is blonder than oh. Yeah. <laughs> So, after that, Jane's like, hey, you want to head to church? So they go to church. And this is a funny part. So they go to up to the priest, and he said, you need a warrant. And so Jane pulls out this, like, piece of paper. And then they start walking in. And before they walk in, I think Jane was like, oh, we're going to feel out of place. And Frost's like, well, not me. Fit right in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, what, what it, 
what she says, Mara goes, this is a very disruptive way to observe a culture. <laughs> and Frost is like, at least one of us can blend in. <laughs> right, so they walk in, and Mara's like, I didn't know you got a warrant so fast. It's so Frost's like, she didn't. And Mara's like, you lied? She's like, no, I said, I'm about to <laughs> serve you a warrant. So they started talking, and it was Mara and Father, I, I'm going to call him Father Cuckoo. And so we start to realize that Mara did Doctor Without Borders. Which I was like, oh, that's awesome. Good right. for Mara. Exactly. That's how she probably met Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't they say it, though, later on? Yeah. That's just his nose. Did... His nose is just weird. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't remember his nose, but okay. Jane was saying, like, oh, yeah, being sarcastic, I'm not scared. I'm about to be... <laughs> Locked in with an ex-con who's about to do an exorcism. I feel fine. Yeah. She was like, she goes, uh, oh, so the, the guy locks the door and Mara's like, don't worry. Because Jane's like looking at the door locked and she's like, oh, why worry? We're just locked in a room with an ex-con about to do an exorcism. This is great. <laughs> so the exorcism starts to happen. And it's so funny. You see Jane and Mara sitting next to each other. And Jane, throughout the whole thing, is, like, freaking the fuck out. Yeah, because they, they pull out the snakes, and she immediately, she's like, snakes? <laughs> and Mara shushes her. Yeah, Jane is, like, making, like, this, like, what the ass look, and she's, like, going, like, I don't like this. And Mara is, like, enjoying it. Like, she's, Mara's like, narrating the entire thing. I know. And she starts clapping during the music. <laughs> She's loving every bit of it. She's like, ooh, learning experience. This is great. You know? yeah. And the priest pulls out a knife and she's like, weapon. <laughs> Jane just freaks out. She's like, weapon. <laughs> yeah, freaky stuff is happening. It's crazy. So then fire breaks out because someone threw like a, um, was it a fireball? Yeah. Cruncher throws a Molotov cocktail through a window, which if you don't know what a Molotov cocktail is, basically it's a a bottle of either gasoline or some type of flammable fluid with the towel. You light the towel, throw the bottle. When the bottle breaks, the fluid goes all over the fire or the towel on fire and it kind of like explodes fire everywhere. Right, because we want to teach our listeners how to be <laughs> arsonists. I'm, not t- I'm telling them what it is. If you don't know what a Molotov cocktail is. This is exactly the type of gasoline you want to use. Like, We want to we be like, this is what you got to do. Sorry. I, I just want to clarify. So Jane, you know, being unprotective is like, you know, protecting Mara. And then Frost oh. runs out. Yeah, I was going to say, Frost does his whole Mr. Hyde thing and like busts down the door. <laughs> Chases the bad guy, which we find out is Cruncha. So then we go back to the headquarters and they're interrogating Cruncha. And he blames them. He blames the uh, church people. And so he was scaring them off because he blames that they killed his friend. And so we find out Jane's like, he's not the killer. So he's like, duh. So, so while they leave, Jane sees her dress on the chair. And she's like, oh, crap. She, and then she realizes she's late for dinner. Yeah. And Frost is like, you are firebomb, Jane. It's a good excuse. And Jane's like, not for my mom. Yeah. She, she goes, you don't know my mother. And she's like, call her. Tell her I'm late. Yeah. So we head to Angela and Frank's house. And Jane's there dressed all nice in her, you know, little black dress. She brings flowers. Aw. I think she brings flowers and a bottle of wine, right? Or was the bottle of wine already there? I think the bottle of wine was already there. So, you know, she kisses Angela. She's like, hurry up, you know, the company's there, you know, everyone's there. So (laughs) she walks out. 
it's so funny. She walks out, and standing by the window is Grant. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one there. <laughs> and she's just looking around. She looks at the table. She looks at Grant. She's like, would you excuse me for a second? Yeah. <laughs> she goes right back into the kitchen. And this is my favorite. This is going to be my, like, my favorite, favorite all-time Jane and Angela scene. So Jane is like, <laughs> Jane is like, you made me wear this dress for Joe Grant? <laughs> and Angela, she she's trying to deny it, but her voice gets so high in denial that she squeaks. She's like, no! <laughs> and Jane's like, ma! <laughs> and so Angela's whole thing is, I need to know you're taken care of. And Jane's like, by him? <laughs> so... Angela's like, he's cute. He's not cute. He's very cute. So what? Oh, God. This, that, that whole back and forth was just amazing. So Angela tells her to go, and Jane's like, you go. <laughs> and Angela's like, be a girl. So Jane storms out, and Angela's like, I love you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that, was my, that, that ending was so great. She's like, I love you. <laughs> she does a little <laughs> smile. Like... <laughs> She's like... You'll thank me one day. <laughs> that was so oh. cute. I, I wanted to like hug Angela right at that moment. Like you are so adorable. <laughs> she is amazing. Oh, Angela just uh she cracks me up. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that was probably my that was an awesome scene. So Jane walks back in. <laughs> yeah. And uh it's her and Grant and they start talking about, you know, how I was in high school. Which Basically, it's just awkward, fill the void of silence with chit-chat. <laughs> right. And they're being so cute and it's, like, awkward, too. And they're setting the table. And, you know, Grant's Which, like... Well, I was going to say, did you notice, though, they didn't really set the table? They just moved stuff around that was already on the table. <laughs> and, like, the dishes were all set out. And basically, they just they swap plates around and they move the silverware and the, the napkins. But they, they really don't do anything. Right, and I think to me, I think it was like one of those blooper moments because they start like, they accidentally either hit each other or something and they start laughing and they're like, oh, and then they just keep going. And I just kept the scene because it was kind of cute, you know. It was a cute, awkward scene. It was really cute. Grant was like, you know, I didn't ask to come. She kind of, your mother kind of forced me into the situation. Yeah. She wouldn't take no for an answer. So they're going on and on. And, you know, Jane's like, well... And just, well, she's basically saying, you know, her mom just wants her to be happy. And she's like, I don't need a guy to be happy. And Grant's like, well, no one's proposing here. And it just killed the mood. <laughs> yeah, he ruined it. That's such a guy move, too. That is, James's just, like, what does that mean? <laughs> so. And Grant's like, but he means nothing. And so Jane's like, okay, this is a bad idea. Yep. <laughs> and Jane leaves and... And you know what, and she was actually, I, when she said this is a bad idea, she was trying to give Grant a way out of that hole he had just dug, and when he agrees with her, he just buries himself. I was like, ah, Grant, she was giving you a, a leg up, what are you doing? You were supposed to deny that it was a bad idea, and just say you messed up, but typical guy fashion, he just buries himself. Yeah, and right before she leaves, like, he's like, are you gonna tell your mom that you're leaving? She's like, why don't you go tell him yourself? <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> she, he's like, tell your mom. I said, sorry, tell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> she leaves and she grabs and she, the flowers and wine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like storming out. Bottle of wine, flowers. <laughs> Come on. She's like, oh, no, that was just horrible. 
So of course, of course, she brings the wine to the morgue with Mara, and so they're drinking wine. And Jane's like, like, do I look ridiculous? And Mara's like laughing, and she's like, Are you insane? She's like, You're gorgeous, my friend. Which, and the <laughs> subtext begins because what she really meant was, I want to jump your bones right now. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, it was like episode is- three. It took long enough, but we got there. So I was like, why need to add my friend at the end of it? <laughs> like, we know you got. I guess because they were saying, well, you didn't know if we were friends or colleagues in the last two episodes. <laughs> now you know we're friends. So Mars like, hey, do you want cheese? <laughs> Jay's like, oh no, not the dead fridge, no. <laughs> So Mar is, like, defending Grant, like, you know, he's a good guy, and he's doing all these things to impress you because it's mating behavior. Yes. But, but see, again, Mar is calling Jane out on the fact that she does have feelings for Grant, but she's so adamant at being stubborn about not liking him, you know, because he cheated on her catechism test and called her roly-poly Rizzoli eats cannoli, (laughs) that she just won't admit it. And Mara clearly sees it. In you know, the audience sees it as well. She just won't admit it. Right. She even Jane's like, Did you know he had a list growing up? Like <laughs> like making all these excuses, like, did you know this and yeah, that? Yeah, she's trying to point out all of his faults. <laughs> and Mara's like so that doesn't matter. And she's like, Well, you don't date people with receding gum lines and Mara's like, Okay, you have a point. You have a point. <laughs> <laughs> so after they're done eating the cheese with the flicker of her wrist, she's like, I'm off to solve a murder. And she dashes out with her cape and her mask. <laughs> with a J on her chest. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what your catch line would be? Solving crimes in 45 minutes or less. to a comic immediately. tights oh god and of course jane's uh no like angela would try to like build uh jane's uh you know outfit and jane would be like uh uh-uh, uh i don't like it it's pink and like, angela's like it's begonia and jane's yeah. like i hate begonia oh, oh god okay but she's so super that mara's like before she leaves she's like Nightline on or off, she's like on. <laughs> and there goes her cape and mask off. <laughs> she's like, it's so storm. You remind me of that flesh eating bacteria. I'm going to keep it on. <laughs> okay, so we head to uh, Jade's apartment. And we see Joe Friday. And he gets in her little bed. I was like, oh, 
So Jane, you know, drinking her beer, you know, wearing her pajamas, you know, up all night trying to solve this murder. And then she picks up a, a photo, and it lands on the ground, and she picks it up, and there's blood on her back. And then she looks on the ground, and she notices it's like, ugh. Someone's visitors. <laughs> Female visitors stop by. Nope, that's not it. Okay. <laughs> oh, so gross. Why would you say that? Oh. <laughs> and then Jane realized, oh, that's not me. Nope. <laughs> Joe Friday? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so then she follows the trail, and in the middle of the kitchen is the victim's body. And I remember watching this for the first time. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah. He- I was thinking that too. I, I didn't really like this whole scene. No, I didn't like the scene at all. So he wakes up, and there's purple flowers in his head, uh, his hands, and then you realize it's a nightmare. Yeah. And, and then you hear, like, a bass, like a flower bass, hits the, like, you hear glass, like, shatter. And so Jane gets up, and yeah, she follows... Jane wakes up from her nightmare. Right. And she gets up, and she walks toward the, the kitchen... And she see that her the purple flowers that she had at the dinner, the vase broke and it fell on the floor. Yeah, I didn't like the scene because it just felt stupid. And I agree. Uh, Jane is very grounded. She doesn't believe in all that, you know, otherworldly type stuff. And when they did this, I was like, oh, no, no, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. And the reason why it was so stupid because it because of this scene, it helped solve the case. <laughs> yep. I was like, come on. Seriously? No. No. <laughs> but I guess if I was like, we gotta figure out a way for them to do this. I know. A nightmare. <laughs> so then Jane calls Mora. That's the most that's the logical thing to do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she calls Mora to come to her rescue and cuddle <laughs> with her. Super Dr. Mora, so not <laughs> my and she stops by in her, like, silk pajamas. Mara's like, well, there's an explanation for everything. <laughs> like, Mara's like, I wonder. <laughs> so she sees the flower. She's like, well, maybe, you know, Joe Friday knocked it over. And Jay's like, ah, uh, it's too high. <laughs> and Jay's like, well, maybe I'm losing my mind. Maybe there's goats. She's like, maybe I should go decide, pick the lottery ticket numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Mara's response is, well, I can give you a brain scan. <laughs> and Jay's like, okay, yeah. Thanks, Mar. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> that doesn't help. So Jane's like, I know this is gonna sound weird, but is it possible that the cause of death is from like purple poisonous plants? And so Mar's like, purple. Okay. So they go into Jane's laptop, and she's looking around. And she's like, so she's looking at the case, and she sees that the, I guess what it was, the her the victim's fingernails could be caused by these purple flowers. And so she's like, I'm gonna do a talk screen tomorrow. So after they do their sleepover, um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you know Mara didn't drive home at, like, 3 in the morning. She just spent the night. Right, she wore pajamas. Which I told you, she wanted to jump her bones. She got to jump her bones. <laughs> and this so happened after that date. Hmm, that was supposed to be great. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so we head back to the, uh, the next day, and we're at Jane's desk at uh, headquarters. And so Mara walks in, she's like, I found the cause of death. It's from these purple flowers, these poisonous flowers, and it's very hard to detect. Yeah, it's called monkshood. Right, and they're in Boston. And so Jane remembers where she saw the flower. And so she's like, Jay's like, I need you to do something. Can you lie for me? And Mara's like, <laughs> no. 
she's like, well, it's not like a lie. It's like a little white lie. Mars like, well, that's still a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay's like, have you, she's like, have you ever told a guy who's bad at, at sex? Oh, no, have you ever lied to a guy even though he was bad at sex? And Mars like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, I'm just picturing Mars like, oh, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, get your clothes, get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can see Mara doing that, and the guy's like, What? Every time she's done having sex, she's like, Well, that was mediocre. <laughs> she writes it. <laughs> oh, God, I just started thinking, like, if Jane and Mara ever do have sex, I hope Jane's good because Mara's gonna tell the truth. <laughs> oh, man. She's like, Well, Mara's like, Eh, well, yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Better in college. <laughs> so Jay's like, well, does the shirt look, uh, look good or what? The jacket? And Mars like, no. <laughs> and by the way, have you noticed that they were both wearing the same color? No, I didn't. They were both wearing purple, which is so yeah. funny because purple flower, and they're both wearing purple, and I was just like... Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, you know, there is that lesbian urge to merge, supposedly, so. <laughs> Considering they slept together the night before. Like, what color are you going to wear? Purple? <laughs> Me too! They decided to match. Anyway, so we head to the father's house. It was the, 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 the victim's father's house. And they're going on, and Jane's like, oh, I remember your son got poisoned, and she's like, from this flower, because the flower was in their garden. And they started talking about, like, how easy it is to put, like, in the water bottle. And so she's like, Dr. Isles can even <laughs> specifically know which plant it came from and the poison. Right, Dr. Isles? And then <laughs> Mara's like, well, um, <laughs> science can do that. Or, like, she's, like, trying. <laughs> what did she say? She said something about genetic typing. Uh, Jane was like, well, we can genetically ty- type where the plant originated from. And she's like, right, right, Maura? <laughs> and Maura's like, yes, we do genetic typing. <laughs> so technically she didn't lie. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so Jay's like, okay, that's good. And, so, and the father's like, I didn't poison my son. And she's like, you're right, you did poison your son. And then she just stares at the wife. She's like, but you did because you wanted more kids. And because most likely the father was going to win the custody, you knew that he was not willing to, you know, have more kids. And so basically, the wife is the killer. Yeah, and I really, really liked the father's reaction when he realized that his wife is the one that murdered his son. Like, because he immediately started to go after her, and Frost had to pull him back, and he just breaks down crying. I was like, you know what? I was like, that seemed like a realistic reaction. You know, he was so devastated, and... I was like, how could she murder a kid in cold blood like that? Wow. Because she wanted kids? I'm like, get a dog. Yeah, just to have kids. Whoa, no. That's crazy. Or get, get a, a divorce. divorce. Yeah, I was going to say, get a divorce. Marry somebody else who will have kids with you. Jesus. Not that serious. I mean, she even did to try to frame the church. I just So they arrest her, because she's a dumbass. And <laughs> she's a killer. And so it's outside Jane's... Um, I guess you call it townhouse or apartment, and it's raining. It'll be the first and last time it's going to rain. <laughs> well, 
see, Rain, have you ever, like, taken a film class? Rain is actually supposedly in movies. Significant uh, uh, of, like, change in, or, you know, starting over, renewal, and things like that. So the fact that they had it was raining during the scene, you know, it was kind of signifying that things were going to be changing, which obviously it is because Donnie's leaving. No! Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like... <sighs> I would like some weather, like some snow, something that like, <laughs> you know, because every time I watch, I'm like, I know they're in L.A. because it's just so sunny and just perfect weather. And I'm like, ah, come on. <laughs> so Grant's you know, sitting on the steps and he's basically saying he's leaving for D.C. because that's where everyone goes. Everyone goes to D.C. apparently on the show yeah. where they leave because he got a new job offer uh, offer. And he says, I'm sorry for teasing you as a kid. It calling you Rolly Poli <laughs> Rizzoli. And basically he did it because he liked her. Yeah, and I was like, oh, they're admitting their feelings for each other. So cute. He said, yeah, because I really, she's, he's like, for a long time, I really, 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 really like you. So then they spout to kiss, and just right before the lips are, like, touching, Jay's like, ah, here's my cheek. <laughs> I was like, oh, denied. Yeah, she's like, you're leaving. And he's like, I am. So Jane gives him a peck on the cheek and dashes inside and leaves Grant sitting on the doorstep. And that's it. That's the end of the show. I think that's the... Is that the only episode that ends without a Jane and Mara scene? Because, I mean, every episode ends with, you know, Jane and Mara wrapping it up. I think this is the only episode that I can think of that ends without Jane and Mara at the end of it. See, I'm trying to go through, like, a, trying to think. Nope, I don't, well, no. <laughs> I'm like, going through, no, it's not. It's, I don't think it is. Wait, no. Well, either way. <laughs> either way, it's one of the few episodes that doesn't end, didn't end with Jane and Mora wrapping it up. I just remember that other episode where it was her, it was in this season, and it was her and Dean. Mm-hmm. And it ended with them, too. Did it? Lame. But... But it was supposed to end with her and Mara and the rest of the crew, but they cut out the scene. They did leave the scene, so it doesn't count. So that's the end of the episode. So, Amanda, what was your initial reaction? Watching the episode the first time, actually, I probably, I believe I didn't like it very much because of the whole voodoo aspect and, you know, the otherworldly and the, the dream. And I'm not a fan of cop shows mixing it with the science fiction-y type stuff. So the whole dr- whole dream with Jane and how it gave her the idea for the monkshood, I was just like, no, no, it doesn't work that way. At least not for me. I, so I, it, didn't, it didn't go over well for me. I was like, well, this scene or this episode kind of sucked was my initial reaction. <laughs> but watching it the second time, if you skip over those, those scenes, it's actually a really good episode. I liked it. <laughs> Same here, you know, I'm like, this is the third episode, this is, this is the make it or break it, you know, this is it. And I think this is when I was starting to see it, like, maybe I should not pay attention to the plot, maybe I should pay attention to the characters or something. Yeah, the interactions between the characters themselves was really, really well done. Like, you get to see the Jane and Angela relationship, you see the Jane and Grant chemistry, you see all of this stuff. So when you take the plot out of it, you just have their interactions. It's actually really good. Yeah, I, I have to agree. And that's that's probably the only thing I like it. But when I saw the the plot aspect of it and, like, the whole dream, I just, this, the dream thing just, I wish there was another way 
they would have figured it out. Yeah. You know, because that dream thing, it just makes it seem like, oh, I had a dream about the test I took, and I don't know the answer for number 25. Like, it's just so stupid. <laughs> I remember watching it for the first time, and I was like, seriously? So you're saying, like, if she did not have the dream, they would still not figure out the cause of death. Like, if you can't figure out why, how your character get from point A to point B, then don't do it. Just, like, avoid it at all costs, you know? Figure out another way, you know? Ah, I just hated that part. It was, like, one of those few parts of this show where I was just like, ah! I think it was worse than the whole ADA thing. <laughs> I would have to agree, yeah. Yeah. Way worse. Way worse. So what is your Gator ping rating? Mmm, that's a good question. Here we go. I <laughs> I like one. Oh, it could be four. Okay, it's fine. I think I'm gonna have to put it at witty banter. I really am. Because they had a lot of back and forth. Mara or well, Jane kept yeah, Mara kept calling Jane out on the grant stuff. But at the same time, there was totally that subtext where Mara's like, I want to jump phones so bad right now, because you look hot in that dress. <laughs> okay. I would have to go with just friends because for even though they had the banter and stuff, which was the whole back and forth, like, what's the cause of death? And I don't know, and you guess, and I don't lie. I, I felt like Mara was being a great friend with Jane, you know, and so backing up Grant and being supportive and, you know, trying to, like, open Jane's eyes, like, you know, you have a, this is a good guy, you know. He's not the type of guy that's going to, like, stop you from working. Like, he's not the type of guy that's, I hate that you're a cop and you need to be home and take care of kids. He's not that type of guy. You know, mm-hmm. he, he has that, he's, he can meet, he meets Jane's level. He, you know, he challenges her. So, I saw it like that. I don't know. I just see it as Grant was leaving. Yes, Mara was trying to, you know, call Jane out on her shit about just not liking Grant on principle. But at the same time, Grant's, Grant's out the door. Mara's Mara's making headway. She's moving in on Grant's territory. He 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 was too slow. His loss. <laughs> they were both stubborn in their own way. Yeah, they were. <laughs> I think if uh, Grant... it's that whole recess love thing going on there, you know, they hated each other as kids, and then you know, as adults, they still hate each other, but they kind of like each other. And... Right. I still think if Grant didn't leave. It would be one of those drawn-out, you know, love connection things. You think so? I don't think so. So you're saying, like, if Grant was still on the show, they would never date it? Like, they would no, never... I think they would have dated. But I don't think they would have drawn it out like they do with, you know, shows like Bones or Castle. Maybe they should have cast him as Dean. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. He would have worked better. I, I don't know. I Well, I mean, I guess you could think that maybe the writers kind of stepped it up in episode three because they knew he was leaving, so they just made the characters admit... Their relate, the, you know, their possible relationship and the feelings for each other because he was heading out. So rather than just leaving it hanging, they just, you know, gave him a conclusion. I guess so. I just miss him. So. I know. I wish he would come back and just kick Dean's ass and be like, "That's my girl." Because uh, because Grant looks like he actually takes a shower. That's all for this episode. If you have any comments, feel free to email us at the Rizolian Isles Podcast at gmail.com. You can check out our website at the Rizolian Isles Podcast.blogspot.com. Follow us on Twitter at the R&I Podcast. If you would like to subscribe to us on iTunes, you can search Rizolian Isles in the search bar and take a look at the podcast section. You'll find us there. Thank you for listening.
And this case is closed.